Hey guys, Lance Zerline here. We're Houston. We're the city of champions. How about I give you another champion? If you've suffered an injury in an accident and would like a free case review, call the super team at Daspit Law Firm. They're champions. Free consultations are available 24-7. Dial 713-CALL-NOW. That's 713-CALL-NOW and DaspitLaw.com. Let's have some fun with some John and Lance audio. Audio. Penal. 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 So penal. 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 Double bang. Penal. 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 Double bang the other. Penal. Penal. So penal. Penal. It's a stampede. Penal. 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 So penal. Penal. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's John and Lance. Yeah, by the way, we didn't even mention yesterday when he and Noah Brown had to practice for a couple of days. He's got a, he's got a knee injury. That's a bad thing. That's a bad thing because Noah Brown has been coming around. Noah Brown is playing for another contract right now and, and doing pretty – I know a few people picked him up. He was a waiver wire. He was a hot item on the waiver wires in, in fantasy football. Mm-hmm. And then not going to play. It doesn't look like he's going to play. I got Devin Singletary. Oh, he just dabbed on everybody. Mm-hmm. You just dabbed on everybody. Uh, speaking, of I've got play, Mark Andrews. Speaking of not going to play, Juice Juice Scruggs is looking like I don't know if he'll make it back this year. Mm-hmm. At this point, how do you insert him into a lineup when there's no continuity? He's not off the IR this week. Juice Scruggs has been out for the entire season. I mean, it's the worst hamstring injury in the history of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're you know we're we're coming up on three months. Or we may be already at the three month mark. If it's this bad, he must have hurt himself on the rehab. He must have had a setback because there's no way it, it would have taken this long unless he ripped it from the bone. So my guess is there was a. They don't talk about it, but there was a, you know, there was something on the on the rehab that that maybe went awry because I this is this time frame on a hamstring injury is kind of mm. crazy. Yeah, uh, it must have been much more either much more severe. Or there was a setback, one of the, one or the other, because I've never seen anything like this. I mean, especially from a lineman. Yeah, yeah. Or a lineman. This isn't a guy who's yeah, yeah. sprinting down right. the field. Right. All right, we said we get some calls in here. Let's do it. We got Anthony first. He wants to talk about CJ. Hey, Anthony. Hey, John Lance. It's Anthony. Hey, Anthony. I'm just kidding. It, it's not that Anthony. It's not oh. that. Uh, I knew but, it wasn't. I, I didn't. I didn't realize I was calling the uh, Focus on Pro Football Stats podcast. My God, the last segment, my eyes, I think, did like that rolling slot machine tumbler that you guys were throwing out. Anyway, mm. uh, John's a numbers. Uh, I'm a numbers, numbers guy. guy. John's also a numbers. Guy. I'm a numbers guy. There's nothing you can do about it, Anthony. Uh, well, here's a less than technical analysis. But here, here's what I, here's what I love about TJ. is that uh, so I'm used to watching football when uh, uh, to where like when my quarterback drops back and throws a pass for more than 10 yards. Like, there's, it's like instant panic, or like a little little pucker, you know. But I realized the last game, if CJ's letting it rip, like, I have immediate peace about it. Like, okay, he, <laughs> he has a plan. He knows where this is going. It's going somewhere safe. Like, he he's just a boss. Like, he, it's immediate trust. And that's crazy halfway through his first season. That's actually an interesting mm-hmm. thing because I, I never really thought about it, but that's true. I don't have a fear because you can't see what's happening in your in your television, right? Yeah. You can't see the screen. You don't know where the throw's going. So, no, that's what the great thing about being at a game 
you can see things develop and it's not, but on TV, when you're watching and you see him make one of those deep intermediate throws and you don't know what the route is, you don't know who's there. You just assume in the past that somebody's going to jump in front of it and grab it or something bad could happen. But my first instinct is something, well, I still have a hard time with my first instinct being there's going to be somebody open, but in this offense, if you play zone against CJ, you're going to get your ass kicked because he is just going to eat up you. He's going to eat you up with those intermediate throws into windows. Like you are going to get the break speed off of you if you play a bunch of zone against the Texans. So um, because he throws into those windows and those deep intermediate windows when he makes the throws, it's like no one's around him. Guys are just catching it, no one around him. I know that Noah Brown is going to go for 100 every game. I just know that for a fact. Here's things I know for a fact. You can't stop. Dalton Schultz ever. Tank Dell will score a touchdown. Noah Brown will have 100 yards or 170 yards receiving every game. I know for a fact now we will beat you if you give C.J. Stroud a minute to go, at least, well, in the neighborhood of a minute to go. Sometimes it doesn't even have to be that. Mm-hmm. I know for a fact that the Texans will probably give up a lead in the last minute. I know if they have one less than seven. I know for a fact that C.J. Stroud will probably throw for 350 yards or more. <laughs> I know for a fact that Colin Johnson, Johnson will get off a punt for 60-plus uh, yards. I know for a fact, now I know for a fact, that Devin Singletary is going to go for over 150 yards on you. Um, these are facts that I know. Mm-hmm. These uh, are things I know. I know D'Amico will never throw headphones, his headset, or scream at anyone on TV ever. Yeah, I know he will never say a bad word. I know one of the facts is that his name is Cameron Johnston. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, Colin Johnson would be a wide receiver from oh, Texas. Right, played there about four years ago with uh, right, right. with Duvernay. Yeah, right. So Cameron Johnston is another punter who also is pretty good with the Texans. There's been two of them, Colin and Cameron. No, there was no Colin. There's been no he was the one before Cameron, oh. and uh, yeah, he's the one that does that little punt where he doesn't even extend his legs. His, no. his his kicking leg, he just power punts it out there. Yeah. And he, he can hit it. He just drops it from here. And bing, uh-huh. Bang. Bang. Um, I know for a fact. But he can't kick John, field goals. We know that. I know for a fact that if you throw a swing pass to a running back, that Christian Harris is probably going to hurt his ribs. <laughs> right. Know he that will light you up. And I now know for a fact that you're probably going to get sacked at least twice every game by Sheldon Rankin. Right. 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 These no. are just fat. These are. These are uns- and, these are certified but, facts, and they are indisputable. They're indisputable. Right. No, I agree. Except Just go look Colin at the last John- game. Except go look the at Colin the last Johnson game and tell me what's other than Colin and Cameron. Right. Go look and tell me which one of those facts is not real. Just watch that last game and tell me which one of those is not a fact. Right. No, they're all facts. Just well, in that game, that was a fact. But those are the, facts. In the, though. Right. Did it happen? Well, in the Carolina game, well, I'm, yeah, not going, I'm not talking really, about oh. road NFC. South games. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm a numbers guy. I just know they're facts for everything else. I know it's going to happen in Cincinnati. By the way, we have not mentioned this. Mark Andrews broke an ankle. We well, did mention that earlier. Well, he's got a he's out for the season with his ankle. Yeah, I don't know if it's the the prognosis. Hey, I don't know if it was now, broken or what. There you go. You said broken ankle earlier. Thanks. All right. I no, told I you said, this years ago, John. I said I say this all the time. You know, he broke his head. Or he broke his ankle. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's just that's, not that's real. That's just, yeah. And then Joe Burrow can't even grab a football. Oh, my gosh. Joe Burrow was you in know so how much hard pain. It is? So, so Justin Fields has been out with the thumb for a long time. Your thumb 
and your wrist. Mm-hmm. If you don't have if that's if they're bad, Billy Ray Brown lost his career in golf with a wrist injury. Is that what it was? Yeah. If you don't, if your wrist, you cannot. Did you see how much pain Joe was in on the sideline trying to throw? He no. was, he was trying to throw after that, terrible. and he was like, "Oh my god!" He couldn't even. I've got that too with carpal because of the, well, how I hold my phone. No, Look see. at how I hold my phone. No, this is when I'm watching stuff. And ignoring then I Lance, typing and ignoring Lance, trying to make everything about him. Right? Can we now throw the injury prone narrative on Joe Burrow? No. Why not? No. He tore his ACL in year one. He missed. He didn't miss time, but he was diminished with the calf, as Lance said. After didn't feed, miss time. At, I he said he, I said he didn't miss time, but he was played. diminished. Did he play well? How did he, he did hurt not. It? I just great. saw him. I just saw him running in a practice, and all of a sudden he's getting. And now a wrist injury. And with I don't. Well, he was we hit on the play before. I guess. So, no, no, he no, was no, no, no. The, they said he was, he was hurt the, before that. In the they're going to get fined for not mentioning it in the in the uh, injury report. Yeah. He got hurt against the Texans. Chris Long kind of showed it on video. Yeah, they showed there's a screen grab of him. Al Michael said it multiple times. A screen grab. But they had something where he was uh, he was wearing something for his wrist. He got hurt in a Texans but game. But then he got hit again in this game. Yeah, but it the fact is they didn't yeah. include him. Right. They didn't include right. that on the injury yeah, report. So hope, NFL, I hope they get Maybe they'll get uh, kicked out of the league. I don't know. It isn't going to matter know. because they can't win now. If Joe Burrow's out for any amount of time, which you're telling me he probably is, if you have that kind of injury, <laughs> you think you think Browning can win for them? Yeah. Injury prone. He's not injury prone. Shut your face. Um, Let's get Keith in here before prone. we break. Keith. So, the Browns, so two of the – wait, two of the – playing on one second, Keith. Oh. Two of the playoff teams, Keith, who's going to talk about the Browns, the Browns and the – and the Bengals, uh, they could go sideways here because of their quarterback situations. And if that happens, I mean, the Texans' chances really improve because yeah, the biggest, absolutely. the biggest, one of the biggest problems right now is AFC North. And now two of those well, teams in the AFC North, that. we're winning the division. Oh, that's it. I said a bing, 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 done. That's it. Okay, we got to wait for Keith on the other side now because of you guys. Uh, what I'm talking of, about I'm now. sorry. Because no. of us or because of him? Because of him. That's from us. Lance, us. Both of you now <laughs> talking silly stuff, okay? I'm sorry that your quarterback can't stay on the field. That, no, that's ridiculous. See, I'm sorry. You wasted everybody's time with I'm that. I'm sorry that crap. Jo- Joe Burrow is now injury prone. Ben Olsen going to join us bottom of the hour here on ESPN 97.5. You, you Dynamo fans, call your friends, call your neighbors. We're talking some Dynamo uh, at the bottom of the hour. Right now, though, we're talking about Robin from Houston Powder Coaters. We're talking about how great she is and what she does for the people. Robin from Houston Powder Coaters will 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 direct the guys to come pick up your stuff. You get it picked up, okay? You get it delivered all absolutely free. They, You can call her, text her. You can send her pictures of what your furniture looks like, your patio furniture looks like, and she will tell you whether or not you know what? You you need to buy new stuff or no, we can help you. We can get that done. It can they can repair straps, slings, make it look like new again. There it is incredible how good they are at what they do. I I toured their warehouse and they've got acres and there's all of this stuff that they're going to that they got to primp and prime and get ready for the ovens, then they coat it with the powder coating and then they dry it and it is it's done everything is done perfectly. The finished products look fantastic. Any color that you need whatever it is, they've got it. You they you they can they, they can create the colors for you. 
They're so good. This is the best place to go if you want to save whatever it is metal that you need saving. HoustonPowderCoaters.com, 281-676-3888. ESPN 975.com. If you want in, you have to audition. Hi, I'm Carrie Dubeck, and I'm reading for the role of Man at Party Who Smells Fart. You're back in the Veritex Community Bank Studios with John Granado and Lance Zerline. All right, welcome back here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Ben Olson going to be joining us here, the uh, head coach. Is he a manager or head coach? They call head coach. In the, in the notes, they say he's head coach. I think over here you're the head coach. The head coach. If he was over in a different country, he'd be a manager. We he was at DC his- United for 20 years. As a player and coach, right? Yeah, player and yeah, coach. Yeah, we got to get his thoughts on what happened to Everton. He no, doesn't care about Everton. No Why one cares about Everton. I was listening to his one of his press conferences this week. The man does not like a bye week. The Dynamo haven't played. That once They're going to play on the 26th, so they're going to have 15 days between games. Oh, that's too much. Yeah. I mean, it happens in like Champions League stuff, for like the final, even longer than that. Yeah. But he is not a fan. Um, of that type of break between games, like they went, they played a three-game series for whatever reason. MLS decided that in their last playoff matchup, this one would be a single game mm-hmm. <laughs> to determine if they get to the Western Conference Finals. But yeah, it's a good time. The Dynamo had Dynamo hadn't made the playoffs since 2017. They won. They beat Messi's team in Miami, although Messi didn't play in the U.S. Open Cup, so they got a chance to, to win two trophies this year. How about their nine one and six, nine one and six since League's Cup. Yeah, that was another tournament that they didn't win that one. They played yeah. pretty well in it, but since returning to MLS after leagues after leagues cup, and since August twentieth, the team is nine one and six. Pretty good. I want is it a, good, a legitimate question to ask him if he drops as many f bombs as uh, Wrexham's coach does? I mean, sure. I don't. Well, for I, you, for you, it is. Yeah, that's in it's in your wheelhouse. <laughs> do you, do are you, you as do, are you as an now? F-bomb? He'd have to know if yeah. That guy drops them. He does. But that's, I would imagine, all English managers and Scottish and Irish managers yeah. are like, that's that's kind of. It's just another word that's to That's not a big deal. Yeah, it's not a big word to them. And the other does word. Does he talk too. ugly to his players like that sometimes? That guy will let his players know when he's not happy with them yeah. the time. But yeah, he seems like a, a guy who we want to play for, though. We can't ask questions like like Ted Lasso's real. <laughs> we can't do Wrexham stuff. Can he sing with his with the Dynamo owner? No, there's that video out there. Uh, John's referring to a video where the Jason, Jason Sudeikis, Sudeikis and whoever the the actress is who plays the what's her name girl from Ted Hannah Lasso. Waddington. Yeah. Okay. I think that's her real name. I think whatever you ask Pat, Hannah you, Waddingberg. No Waddington. He you can't ask what her name is. Then when you get oh whatever, why'd you ask then? I can do that. I just did it. What, yeah, do but, I, what do you mean I can't? You're right. You can. I'm just not sure how, how much sense it makes okay. to ask and then not care. Waddingham. Excuse, Waddingham. Waddingham. I'm sure, Waddingham. I'm sure it's Waddingham, not okay. Ham. I can't, I can't do this show. Well, Everything every, got docked 10 points for fair play or whatever. Financial rules. And they we're got like, 10 points. you know, well, two, even, and now we got, now we're 19th. Like we're in the relegation zone because 10 points is super unfair. That'd be like taking away the Rockets last four wins. You can't just take away. Yeah, you can if you cheat. Like Everton they didn't does. cheat. It's not cheating. They didn't. 
disclose or they may have had some bad bookkeeping on how much they lost. Bad bookkeeping. And so you're not supposed to lose too much, although every soccer team loses like an enormous amount of money. Why is that happening, Dale, in the Premier League where every team, and not just Premier League, everywhere, Barcelona's down like several billion. It's it's not a sustainable, how is it a sustainable product? When I, you're when you pay the players so much that your team loses a hundred million well, you're every paying year. For tra- well, you're paying for transfers and and obviously you well, mentioned but, players. But why I don't is know. that the well, way that the league operates? The why why does international soccer operate well, because, instead of the way that the well, US so you teams take the losses now? But money. when you sell the team, you make it all back. How do you make it back when you're losing four hundred? million in five oh, because years because teams go up you know how much they escalate oh boy because i couldn't wait to buy a team let me tell you what i'd want to do is buy a for sure losing team yeah. money a money well loser. well but the, name a team that's gone down in value well i don't know but you but going down I can't in value, wait to, okay i'll buy any nfl team ever. hold on there's there are there are groups that will that will everton had a group that was looking at potentially purchasing them and then now they're well it was a weird thing where they voted it out or i don't know but the international soccer is way different. But here, we're used to teams go up. You know why? Because they make money. Every team makes money. International oh. soccer, a majority no, of teams lose and lose hundreds of millions. Professional teams here make money because of revenue share, TV deals, rights deals. Uh, um, they make money. You think well, the Texans have ever lost money in a year? Ask the Marlins if they're making money. That's maybe then yeah. every team in the, the Premier A's. League, the Marlins. Yeah. Well, certainly. Well, no, the A's. Well, make, I bet the A's make money. Well, they keep you know their what, salaries they don't low. Have any salaries, yeah. They, they keep their salary low. Yeah. All right. Uh, speaking of which, uh, Las Vegas, uh, the owners all said yes, they can move to Las Vegas. It's not going to happen for another three years, though. Yeah, they got to go play. Well, unless Where if the Coliseum says no, they got to play in a minor league stadium, either in Vegas or in. Um, Somewhere in what's How in, somewhere in Northern embarrassing. California. Yeah, yeah. And more embarrassing than their crowds now? No. Really? They'll, they'll get more crowds. If Actually, if they shows. played in a stadium like, right. if they played in a stadium like, uh, right. um, if they played in a stadium like, like uh, where the, not Skeeters, the Space Cowboys played, that would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be cool if a major league team played at a triple A stadium. Well, in this instance, it would be. Actually, it would be. Actually, that's probably what can't they just send them to Iowa and play that Field of Dreams field? Hey, every it would actually there's only would, like four stands and it's the same crowds that, that they get at their for? home games. What do you need stands for? It's just they people also from, stand around. What's, like what's the, the difference? Like a them, softball game. What's the difference them, between that and an A's home game? What's what's the difference between that and a current A's home game? Would you go to an Astros game in the Field of Dreams? Yeah, yeah, I would too. It would be totally cool. Would you go to where they play now? The A's. Their uh, home stadium? What's their home stadium yes, called? Yes, I would go. I would go if I was there. I'm not, I'm not going to go. Junkie, junkie, junks are us. No. Is it a trash no, place? Oakland, Oakland yeah. Oh. Would Alameda you go there? Coliseum, something like that. Would you take a road trip there? No. No. No? Even though there's tickets easily? No. Would you go into Field of Dreams? No. My buddy said. But you'd go to Field of Dreams, right? Uh, I would go Field of Dreams. Play the Field of Dreams. Astros fans will travel. Every road team will travel yeah, there. Yeah, right, right, right. You don't have fans anymore anyway. No, but you know what? They're so smart. Vegas is the move. That is such a great move. Well, yeah, but for the next Everybody's three years? Go. No, next three years, well, you got to build a stadium. What do you, that's a long time to build a stadium, but okay. It is. That's hot outside. Yeah, and it's, well, yeah, it's really hot outside. But you know what? They got over that in Cutter. Yeah, I mean, sure, all those workers <laughs> enjoyed their time, time there. in the middle of games. 
for water. Like, time out. And no. we're going to do this in December. No. They had to move the whole schedule. Well, they did kill you mean that, oh, hundreds of workers. Wait, yeah. Wait, they killed hundreds of workers right. and, are, and, and human rights atrocities. They basically enslaved people right. to make that. Right. If you watched, right. it, they had indentured servitude if you watched right. Uh, right. If some of the documentaries about it. And not only that, they took the Summer World Cup and put it into the winter. Right. Exactly. Can't really do that with baseball. No. All right. We, Keith, sorry, we lost you. Uh, no, Keith's still there. You just can't see it. We can't, we just can't can see we go it. to All right, him? quickly, we got to get Keith in quickly because we've got Ben Olsen bottom of the hour. Hey, Keith. All right, guys, thanks for having me on. Uh, big quarterback news um, tweeted out in the last hour by multiple sources. This is huge for the Cleveland Browns and maybe the Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Flacco is in Cleveland today. Ten playoff wins, Super Bowl champion. He was throwing lasers for the Jets last season. He is in Cleveland for a workout. He is better than P.J. Walker in DTR. He should head to Cincinnati afterwards because he's better than Jake Browning and A.J. McCarron. Jake, Joe Flacco will be signed today by one of these teams. He's an elite quarterback. Let's go. All right. Thank you for that. You were now- slick. If they were slick, somebody would just make an under-the-table deal with the Browns. Like, look, we will release our backup quarterback. You put waivers on him. You'll probably get him, and then we want in cash. We want seven hundred thousand dollars. Now the league would obviously find you millions and potentially dock you a bunch of. Players. You think it's worth it just for that playoff picks? No, not mm, for seven hundred thousand. No, unless you're a Premier League team. Uh, right. Well, let's break it, and we got it. We got uh, Ben Olson on the other side, uh, our head coach of the Houston Dynamo, who are going to be playing what November twenty sixth against. Uh, uh, Most Sporting. importantly, you're going to be able to hear it here. On, uh, yes, right. Most importantly, Sporting Kansas City on November 26th, right here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Time for you to talk, Lance, about our good friend, uh, Craig DeSurf. Uh So, Craig DeSurf, I met mm, 2007. Actually, I met him before then. I started speaking for him for uh, David Taylor, and Craig was a general manager there and been a longtime listener of the show. And um, I really like him. I like Craig. He's a down-to-earth guy. He's got a lot of great stories. But most importantly, I like the way he treats people. I love the way he treats his, uh, you know, not just the customers. You've got a lot of the guys with our professional baseball team here have worked with Craig over the years to get vehicles. I know Carlos Correa had vehicles from for both of his parents. Jose Altuve drove multiple vehicles from Gulf Coast, Chevy, Buick, GMC. Uh, Joe Smith purchased, like, just a ton of different people have purchased vehicles from him, from the Astros. And, and the reason's simple. It's because Craig DeSurf and Gulf Coast Chevy Buick GMC have been really the leaders in making sure that customer service is the thing. They're going to have lower prices. They have lower overhead in Angleton. They're going to have great selection. They're going to give you more trade-in value. But their service and selection is beyond compare, and they will make sure that you are happy Every single time you go in to either purchase a vehicle or just even shop for the vehicle, go to LanceZCars.com and go look at all the vehicles they have in stock. New, pre-owned, across the board. It's Gulf Coast, Chevy, Buick, GMC, and uh, Red Tag Sale going on right now. Don't miss out on some great Chevy products. ESPN 97.5, because every day is Children's Day. It was a baby. She smothered her own baby.
You're back in the Veritex Community Bank Studios with John Granado and Lance Zerline. All right, welcome back here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5, bringing in, we are your station for Dynamo Soccer, and we're bringing in the head coach of the Houston Dynamo, who are going to be, who are in the playoffs for the first time since 2017, going to be taking on Sporting Kansas City on November 26th, and you'll hear it right here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5, or you can get on out there to Shell Energy Stadium and watch for yourself. Coach, welcome in. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? Doing great. So after 20 years of DC, at least 20 years of being in DC, how are you like in Houston? <laughs> I, I do like it. You know, it's a, it was a nice it's a nice change of pace in a lot of ways. It couldn't be any more different than Washington DC. Uh, but I think that's what what I like about this, uh, especially at this stage of my in my life. It was important. I was there a long time. I was in the Northeast, and for myself and the family to shake it up. Uh, is I, I think what we needed right now, and people have been great. Um, the, the organization has welcomed me. Uh, the food is fantastic, and I'm, I'm getting to know the lay of the land a little bit a year in. Uh, so yeah, all always good. That is great. That is great to hear. Well, welcome in. We appreciate you being on with us here on the show. You got a lot of time. I mean, how, my goodness, the time in between games for you, this stinks. So how are you keeping these guys so they don't get rusty by November 26th? Yeah, the old bye week around this time, is it's, it's brutal in some ways. Um, Kansas City has to deal with it. In fact, uh, they they have a little bit of a longer break than we do, uh, which is which is even more absurd to kind of fill that fill that void, as you said. Um it's a balance uh, of keeping guys sharp and, um, you know, stepping on the gas, but also exhaling and, and, and recovering mentally, physically from, a, you know, a 10-month season. So, you know, fortunately, we all have experience in bye weeks. We, we, there's two or three of them throughout the year. Uh, and so you, you start to find this rhythm both, uh, you know, from a, a training standpoint and, and physical standpoint, but also a mental standpoint. Uh, now, that mental standpoint can change, right? It's different if it's three weeks into the season where you have this two-week break uh, as opposed to right now, right? Uh, we know who we are. So we know what we're about. And I, I, this week has really been about recovery, um, keeping some guys sharp, uh, guys that haven't had a lot of minutes, pushing them. And then uh, we'll turn around and get back here Monday and, and start turning the screw. How do you, I'm curious about how you dealt with uh, the extreme heat and humidity that we deal with here in terms of from a substitution pattern or just in general from a training standpoint. How do you deal with, with the part of the season being in this type of weather that we have here, especially, and this year was unlike anything we've ever seen. It was so well, horrible. It's our home trip. It's a, yeah, it's, it's like nothing I've ever seen. Um, I played here as a player, and it was never easy. You'd come here, you would, you, you know, you're exhausted afterwards. Uh, you almost have heat stroke. You usually got beat up, um, and uh, you usually lose. That was kind of my experience when I was a player coming into to Houston. So I knew a little bit about it. Um, it's, a, it's a huge advantage for us if we can take advantage of it. I know that um, – so – Meaning, if if we do too much on a training week, right, it's going to hurt us more than the team that isn't in this heat and coming in here from Colorado, say, 
um, and is able to give more on the weekend. So we have to be really, really thoughtful about how we train. And there's been years, I think, in the past where they didn't do a good enough job of that. Uh, and, you know, I credit our sports science department. They've got experience here and how to go about that. Uh, and they, they've done a good job of kind of guiding me through this. Uh, but what happens sometimes is if you're training too much, you're deconditioning. You're, you're, you're wearing these guys out. Um, or if you don't do enough, you're also not ready on game day to put the same outputs that the other the opponent's going to come in here. So you really have to get that balance right. Uh, you know, so we're, we're, we have to be almost more thoughtful than most teams in how they train throughout the week to have success on the weekends here. And probably how you recover, too. I know it was a conversation about – like, like the Texas Rangers, right? The Astros play indoors. The Rangers used to play outdoors, and they would fade during the summer. Your recovery is going to have to be a lot different also in terms of preparation. Now, the weather has flipped. It's changed, and it's, and it's great now. I don't know if that changes how you are handling those physical elements of making sure your guys are most prepared to you know, stick it out for a match that – in in the last two uh, in you know in your last two in the playoffs you went to PK so I mean you're going through the entire you know you're going right. through the entire grind of the game. We do adapt. We do adapt. Certainly, as the weather changes, we'll change. You know, in the summer we'll go a little bit earlier just to buy us some time. But you know, you, you, your, your your instincts are to slow down in summer and say, "Oh, it's hot. Let's not train as hard." Right. But the the solution really is not don't train as hard. It's just the duration that you're training hard. You still have to get those spikes and push these guys to um, to their limits, but it has to be uh, a shorter time span. And now, you know, when we're out of that and the weather's here, we we can push them a little bit. But um, it's, uh, man, this summer, as you guys know, it's brutal. I mean, it was, it was nasty, uh, and uh, we, we, we got through it again. Our sports science department, I think, really did a good job and kept us healthy through this year. You and I both got through it, Coach. I, I had to, yeah, I had a lot of golf that I had to play this summer. And it was, yeah, it was you were heroic the way you got <laughs> through it. It was brutal, uh, but uh, but I was able to manage. Yeah, through you it. persevered. No, no, no. I, I, it's, not, it's not that's not easy either, man. Like five <laughs> Thank hours, you. you're getting beat down. Thank you. Thank you, Coach. Uh, finally, somebody that understands me and in, in here. Um, you can purchase tickets through SeatGeek, November 26th. Get your tickets now. They're going to be taking on Sporting Kansas City. That's a, if I'm correct, that's the last team to beat you guys, and that happened in uh, September, in late September. But both these teams uh, are uh, haven't, they don't lose much. <laughs> We haven't lost uh, in a while, and you're right. It was uh, it was Kansas City away, um, and then they've been the hottest team since May. And uh, I looked at the calendar the other day, and I was like, "Well, May was a long time ago." So they they've been flying uh, for for quite a bit. So it's a great matchup in that sense. Two teams that are hot and, and not used to losing. Uh, there's a <clears throat> I, I didn't. I knew a little bit about the rivalry, but, um, you know, because I was in the Northeast, we had our own rivalry. Um, you know, Casey and, and uh, Houston go back quite a bit. They played a lot of big-time games together, so there's some real heat with the fans and, and um, some of the players that have been around, some of the staff. So uh, that's starting to get contagious in here, and, and we're fired up. Well, We've been kicking their ass. Houston's four and one against Kansas City in the postseason. So let's keep that going, Coach. We got to keep that going here. Um, so, Coach, you come in here 
And not only you got 15 new people in the front office, in the coaches in front office, you got 17 new players this season. Gelling all of these guys, that was a, a, a quite the undertaking for you this year. It, it's been a new challenge for me uh, in, every, in every way. Like coming to a new city, dealing with new general managers and, and owners, um, I, I have a brand new staff. I, I never worked with this staff before. You know, so I have six guys in, in, the, in the war room every day. Uh, and then you have a complete new team. So it was such a, a, a new challenge for me. And um, in some ways, uh, that, that blank canvas that we talk about here, it, it's just a nice thing to kind of start fresh and you know not come in with the same team. And uh, there, there wasn't a lot of baggage here from kind of some of the the past years and you know, the last decade hasn't been hasn't been great here, and with that comes baggage and, and people players getting used to losing, and, and I think part of that is just turning the page on uh, people and freshening it up and, and getting excited about the opportunity ahead of us. Um, yeah, I really I really enjoy it. Uh, so it's uh, you know the the trick here is you know, I, I've been saying a lot of teams can kind of. You know, lightning can strike and you have a good year and, and things go your way, things click and, and it spirals in the right direction. We need to really focus on sustaining this over the next couple of years and, and being a postseason team in a consistent way. How do you, um, in terms of once you once you hit the playoffs, have you changed from a strategic standpoint what you're willing to do um, in terms of your philosophy? Give us your game plan, Coach. <laughs> in terms of yeah, your philosophy right. or or defense? Well, well, I mean, in terms of the pressure you want to you want to play, have you have you changed? Are you going to make drastic changes, or or no, I shouldn't say drastic changes? Are you going to change from the last series against Real versus Sporting KC, or do you just do what you do? Like, how many? What type of tactical changes do you make, or do you just stay static with what you prefer to do with your lineup? Well, we'll, we'll do. We're, we're pretty. Just like KC, you know, you, you got here for a reason, right? Yeah. And it's mostly because you're doing what you do. It's how you defend. This is how you, uh, build, you know, this is how you build the game. These are you in transition moments. But there's always tweaks depending on the opponent. And throughout the year, you kind of have this base. And then, okay, we're playing this type of team. This is our adjustment to a team that comes in this way. Uh, this is the team that plays a four-back, a five-back. This is this structure. This is when we're at our best. This is how they cause us trouble in our system because they play this system. So there's all these little tweaks that, that again, some of it has been already prepped throughout the year of how we go about that. But then there's individuals. Like, okay, this guy does this. He's nasty. And we got to, you know, get, get some help over there. And, and there's all these little things. And then within the game, there's going to be tactical adjustments, Right. Uh, they could score two minutes in. We could score three minutes in. And, and then the, the game shifts again. So now there's other tactical adjustments. Uh, one thing I like, and, and, you know, I think you guys are used to it, and, and you know, Americans are used to the, the, the series, right, the uh, best, of, uh, best of seven, best of five series in hockey and basketball. And we don't do that a lot. We, we, we do the aggregate system or one-off. This last game where it, it was three-game series, uh, best of five. It was a lot of fun because each game there was these little, little tactical adjustments that we were able to make or they were able to make. And for, from a coaching standpoint, uh, we we really enjoyed that. And uh, if it wasn't for just 
too many games. I'd like to see more of it. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Do you like that this is a single elimination game? Is this really an indication of who the better team is? Uh, well, I, I prefer this, especially if we're, if we're home. And then if we weren't home, I'd probably prefer the uh, three-game series. Right. And so this week, look, we, we, we worked hard in the Open um, the last couple of months to get this seeding, and uh, we pushed to get as many points as possible to put us in this type of situation. If we you know, got, a, got a little bit of luck, and KC fortunately beat a higher seed in St. Louis. <clears throat> so, you know, here we are playing a home game at, at Shell Energy in front of our crowd. It's, it's going to, it's a very, I think, a very exciting thing here, you know, internally, but also for our fans. And, and hopefully the city of Houston, hopefully we're, 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 uh, we're, we're turning some people over here to, to the game of soccer and, and capturing some fans that I think got jaded over the last decade. Uh, and uh, hopefully we're, we're putting on the right products uh, to, to get more butts in the seat. Amine Bassi, uh, his ability to put shots on goal has been very important for your goal scorer. Um, can you talk about his? Because you guys are typically game in, game out. You're gonna you're gonna have more shots on goal than the opponents. You have a much higher percentage. Um, can you talk about what he's done to really activate that offense? Uh, did you say Bassi? Yeah, yeah. He's been. Uh, he, he's been so so critical to what we've been able to accomplish this year. Um, he gives us a final product, you know, a real exo. The guy that gets the ball in the final third, and um, the weight of the pass is right. The decision's usually correct, and and then his, his he he can smell. He can smell when you know uh, when the, the dangerous opportunities are coming to get on the end of things and actually get get points himself. Um, he's got a lot of penalty kicks. We, we all know that. But he's also out of the run of play has been, you know, a big part of our uh, our success. His link up with Hector, and uh, he's found a lot of relationships. He's easy to play with. And when you have a number 10, kind of your playmaker, who's easy to play with, and he shares the ball, and he's clean, and he, can, <clears throat> he has this vision uh, to reward you if you're running off the ball in the right way. It's... Uh, it, it, it's a lot of fun watching them, and I think the guys really enjoy playing with them because they know if they do the right things, he'll uh, he'll reward them with the ball and put them in good spots. And not and the other side of that is this kid's unbelievable. This is a, is a person, his energy, he connects with every guy in the in the on the team. He big smile, loves the fans, uh, just a really uh, a neat character. Uh, unlike I see ever see really, he's a, he's a fascinating kid and, and just happy to be here in Houston. Yeah, and Hector's been at 33, Coach. How much longer can Hector continue to 17 assists this season for Hector Herrera? And I mean, what kind of – talk about him and what he means. Yeah, it goes without saying. This guy has been – you know, certainly pushed us uh, from, from the beginning, and, and he's, he's a – I knew he was a really good player. I knew he was an elite player. And um, I, I, I think I even underestimated uh, how good he is on the field and his ability to pull the strings for us, and you know, and uh, be a guy that everybody looks down on that starting lineup and says, "Yeah, let's let's go to battle." You know, he's in the lineup. Um, he's a good leader. He's, he's kind of that's a new thing for him to kind of be. You know, this is a, in some ways a new role for him being quote-unquote, the man for our team and pulling the strings and kind of being a low-line playmaker 
and a leader in the locker room. So uh, he's embraced it, and he's had a, he's a great year. How far he can go, is, you know, I think he can sustain this for a few years. Uh, certainly our, our hope and, and our plan. And you guys already mentioned recovery and, and uh, things earlier. And, you know, these guys can play. These guys can play until they're, you know, 35, 36 now, especially with his skill set. He's a great athlete. Uh, we just have to maybe think about over the next couple of years how we limit some of the minutes. Uh, but he's a, he's a pretty, pretty unique athlete himself. That is Ben Olsen, head coach of your Houston Dynamo, November 26th. Going to be taking on uh, Sporting Kansas City right here at Shell Energy. So get on out there. You can get your tickets at SeatGeek. So uh, you get on out there. Let's fill that stadium and give these guys uh, the best chance to win that game. Coach, we appreciate it. Thanks for uh, hanging with us, and best of luck. Okay, John. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you guys. All right. There he is, Coach uh, Ben Olsen, right here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Glenn Davis could not be prouder of us. No. We killed that. Did he text you? No, no. But he, you just assume. But I know he's going to be like a no, proud he's going to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah Glenn is going to be. So moments we're, we're excited about. We're that soccer one. heroes. So mo- so moments after you do an interview, you're patting yourself on the back. Heroes. Absolutely. I think. Yeah. Are I think, you not waiting for the reviews of the interview? Heroes. No, 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 no. We don't no, need reviews. We don't need that. We don't need. It's just going to be haters. Yeah. Well, and you, know, you know what? You what, know what? What is Robert Solomon? You ain't got no haters. It is. You ain't got no haters. And we're popping because we got. You know who's a hater? Jackie. Tell me when this interview's over, over so I don't come back Hater, too early. Sorry we put all that soccer Dad, knowledge I, into hey, your yeah, head. Yeah. Jack, yeah, I hope you came back early and learned something for ha, a change. Hey, learn about your team. I didn't even tell you they had 13 clean sheets. If you want me to go through some numbers that You're I've compiled. Numbers guy. He's a soccer I've numbers compiled guy. some I've soccer heard. numbers for you, like clean sheet numbers, dual percentage. Would you like to know what the dual percentage of the... What, what, what about the dew it's, point? It's surprisingly low. What about uh, the dew point during games? Very low. It was a... Um, or was it high? I don't know. It was know. high. It was, it was high. a high dew point this year. Because of the heat dome? Well, is that what yeah. it was? Okay. Heat dome was a real problem. Let's take a minute and talk about how we're going to watch the game with a cold, clean, crisp, refreshing Coors Light. That's how we're going to watch the game. We're going to watch with Coors Light because that's the way we want to watch our game. That's the way we're going to we're going to enjoy our game. I don't care what game it is. We're going to enjoy the cold, clean, crisp, refreshing Coors Light. Man, it is so good. You ain't had no Coors Lights lately. I don't know what's wrong with you. I'm doing my part. You got to do yours. We got to keep Texas chill, baby. The only way to keep Texas chill is get them Blue Mountains out. You know your beer is cold because of them Blue Mountains, okay? I love my Coors Lights. You will love your Coors Light. Let's go. If you haven't tried it yet, try it. Just say, you know what? I'm going to try it. For Johnny G, I'm going to try it one time. I'm going to give it. A, I'm going to get this a shot. And then when you do, you're going to love it. So climb on, brother. Cold, clean, crisp, refreshing Coors Light. No matter what you're doing, it's time for a Coors Light. ESPN975.com. Iocane powder. Marriage. Marriage is what brings us together today. You're back in the Veritex Community Bank Studios with John Granado and Lance Zerline. Welcome back here on ESPN 97.5 and 90. This is a quick one. we got Justin coming up with a Beat the Limo guy. That's coming your way. So if you if you worried about all them numbers I was talking about before, how is this gonna, how are you going to beat with this one now? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Man, people are soft. S-A-W-F-T. People are loving our um, 
Our Dynamo? Yep. I haven't looked into I haven't really looked into it yet, but I but can just you tell. Think, you think people I think are? the streets are pretty excited about it, yep. Um. Uh. Oh, my God. So, I mean, just stop already with the Billy. Man, the Aggie hate by Tony, it's just palpable. Oh, the, man, there is a great article. My dad sent it to me about Jimbo on ESPN. Yeah, I saw that. I need to get that. I want to see if I can get that writer on. Had some really good intel from inside the building about basically Ross Bjork just made comments about you have to be able to change. And be. It, it sounded like yeah. Jimbo was very stubborn. Well, None of this is really going to be a surprise, right? Wanted to do things his way. Wasn't going to make a lot of changes. Um, maybe difficult to deal with in the building. Um, and they're looking for somebody who is more of a CEO type rather than stay in the building and watch film all day, which I thought that was weird to put that out there publicly, but they're looking for a You're CEO. You're always looking for something that you don't, that he, that the opposite of what you had. Right. right. Yeah. Basically it sounds like they're looking for the opposite of what Jimbo was right, right now in their coaching search. And, uh, we'll see what happens, but man, it, it, it really did. It was a very interesting article because Jimbo, you know, I guess just people in the building just weren't real happy with him. The coaches, he did things like go to games on a Thursday night, and they'd have to get, they'd have to get, uh, he'd want to go early, so the players would have to get, they'd get hotels for him that night. It wasn't even set up, and this is according to the article where they would get in at Friday morning and have to have article, uh, have to have hotels done early Friday night because they travel. Th- early Friday morning because they travel Thursday night and just things that didn't make a lot of sense uh, for the players. So apparently the football ops guy that they talked to from another Big 12 school said this is outlandish, some of the stuff that A&M was doing. So really? uh, it was a good behind-the-scenes article uh, that you may want to take a look at that's at ESPN.com. Yeah, I got some insight into the football ops guy because I'm close to that situation. You know, he... He he worked his tail off, and and I hope Jimbo rewards him because he got he got you know all them did. Yeah. My guy who's in he the, got lit too. My he guy got lit Craddock, up too. Yeah, my guy. Yeah, he got fired along yeah. with Jimbo. Yeah, those two because he was a right hand. He's, he's Jimbo's right hand man. He's so they're like if we're and apparently his contract. I was told his contract had some tie-ins to Jimbo's. Oh yeah, yeah. Jimbo, yeah, so kind of tied it together. Does Jimbo get another job? If he wants one, absolutely. But I. I think he'll go to TV for a couple years, and then he'll he talks play too it out. fast for TV. He does. He does. <laughs> he, I still think he'll be on TV. Pro- probably. Uh, probably. Like, but- I don't really care for Like, Chris Peterson's not smooth on TV. I like the info. The delivery is a little too slow, actually. But I think Jimbo will be on TV somewhere for a couple years, maybe, and uh, see what he... I mean... Don't screw with your 75 minutes. Just go live your life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Jimbo put in a lot of work. Jimbo might be better. So I know for my dad, when he finally, uh, you know, retired the first time he came out of retirement, that reset is so important because coaches never get a reset. It's just stress, 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 stress. You can't enjoy wins. That reset, a two-year reset, is a really big deal. Yep. If I'm Jimbo, I'd do that. All right, when we come back, beat the limo guy right here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. I'm talking right now about the Chastangs. They're, they're U of H people, and you're going you're gonna to be out there for the game tomorrow night or tomorrow afternoon at 3 o'clock, and they're just going to just love their team. 
But you know what? They love this city. They've been loving this city. One of the reasons that they're U of H people is because they, they grow up here. They've been growing up here for years. It's 80-some years that Chastanks have been in this city selling cars. It's, it's, it, you do not do that, okay? There are so, such a, it's such a rarity that a business could last or people could last in an industry for 80-plus years, but it's because of the way that they did And I would imagine, and listen, I talked to Joe, and Joe's the same way as Patrick was, and I would imagine Joe's dad was the same way, is that you're going to have integrity in the business. And that's something that has lacked in the car industry for years, but it's never lacked with the Chastangs. They're just going to do it right. They're just going to give you the best deal they possibly can. They're not going to add on. They're not going to mark up. They're, not, they're going to give you the rebates that they can. They're going to find the best financing, no matter if it's Ford or wherever. I had that issue. Ford was not as good financing, so they found me a bank that was better that would finance my car. It's just the little things that they do every single time that's going to make you feel like you're part of the family, make you feel like I have to go back there. And you'll recommend it to, to everyone else, too. So, look, if you're looking for the best way to get into that Ford car or truck or a pre-owned vehicle, they got Ford-certified pre-owned vehicles on that lot as well. The only place to go, in my mind, Chastang Ford, ChastangFord.com on 610 at Homestead, not Hempstead, just five minutes from downtown Chastang Ford. ESPN 97.5 on YouTube. Dog show. Women bathing their dogs, you know, in uh, cut-off jeans and T-shirts and with the soap. And you know how it gets all wet and in the water. 